Hello and welcome to Crab Cakes and Football. That's what Maryland does. I'm Travis Ware alongside my brother Eric Ware. We're back and trades happen this week. Let's go! We are Marylanders. We like crab cakes. We like football. We like to talk about such things, man. It was a crazy week of trades. Uh, we did take a week off. You're still not 100%, still battling through injury, battling through injury. Sheesh, this is going to be great. Um, I had a little bit of a COVID scare there, so we decided not to do it. Uh, back again this week, you're still fighting injury? Still fighting injury. Uh, Scheduled for surgery. <laughs> Scheduled for surgery in a few weeks. Should be ready to go. All right, all right. So, but, man. The trade deadline in the NFL is uh, legit now. Yes. Like, it's a it's a actual event. Like oh yeah now and i honestly i think it might be like this moving forward yeah i definitely agree something to mark into our calendars now yearly man a lot of stuff popped off all kinds of things happened what, what surprised you the most uh or what grabbed your attention the most i would say bradley chubb to the dolphins was probably the one that grabbed my attention the most just the whole really everything about it so they get you know bradley chubb and sent chase edmonds back to De over to denver so um two people moving that one i think chubb's a great addition for this dolphins defense who's kind of been struggling a little bit it, right i agree with that here's the thing i take away from that trade chubb is what 25 26 right yeah. he's not very old are it's this are the broncos already given up on the russell wilson project are they already giving up on it, or do they think they have people up front that can produce as well and don't, because of Russell Wilson's contract, can't pay him what he's got? Yeah, because I mean, they just gave him a contract, too, when he came up. Correct. And I, I guess that's the issue, but, man, if that's if you're already costing somebody like Bradley Chubb, you're in for a long what, four or five seasons of that contract. Yes. Yeah, I definitely agree. I do think that they didn't think it was going to go this way this year. Well, and I think that's the problem that I have, right? Because if, if Russell Wilson is playing like Russell Wilson from five years ago, whatever, do what you need to do to save cap space. But Well, and if this, that were the case, they would have kept him for this year. Right, exactly. And that's what I mean. It's like when you start already dealing players, it's like, okay, so you, you already know that this year's done. And like, yeah. And I, like, Russell Wilson isn't young. And I don't know if we're going to see, unless it's just a coaching issue, I don't know that we're going to see an upward trajectory from this. Like, is Russell Wilson going to get any better? Like, I don't know the answer to that question. Nobody does. No, I don't either. Because honestly, I didn't expect this out of him being there. Right. So is this a coaching issue? Because look at what Pete Carroll's doing with Geno Smith, <laughs> with that offense. And I think that, I think to me, if you are Russell Wilson or in the Russell Wilson camp or a Russell Wilson fan... That really worries you. Like, you see how well, and we'll talk about Geno Smith later when we talk about the Seahawks game, but when you look at how well he's doing, like, was Russell Wilson a fraud the entire time? Right. Was Russell Wilson holding Pete Carroll back and not vice versa? Yeah, we, we all thought. thought it was vice versa. But it, I, So, I agree. That trade, to me, was just really interesting. Obviously, the Dolphins did a lot. And they, you know, brought over Jeff Wilson, yes. too. They have a 49er backfield now. Yeah. Which is yeah. interesting. But... Mike McDaniel makes sense. Yeah, and I, it helps that it's not like he's got to relearn an offense. No, I, it's right. the same he's offense. jumping right in. Yeah, exactly. Same lingo, everything. Speaking of learning offenses, I know this has kind of happened when we were out, but Christian McCaffrey of the 49ers. Oh, man. I mean, 
you just gave Kyle Shanahan a toy there. Oh yeah, like, I mean, like, if McCaffrey stays healthy, which is always the big if with him, of course. Um, this this definitely catapults them. Like I I thought they were already kind of in that, especially in the NFC in that Super Bowl bubble, but definitely um cements that for them. For I, sure, I, I agree. Like it's a brand new weapon, and he certainly got used well last. <laughs> yeah, uh, certainly last week. did. Um, but. Speaking of trades, the Ravens, we're going to jump into these games. Ravens, Bucks, 27 22. Ravens win, but they bring in Roquan Smith. Uh, defense needs a little bit of help. They only, you know, 20, 20th in points against. Bring in Roquan Smith. That's a good. Yeah. I good feel get. like Rock, Roquan Smith never really lived up to his pick, but I mean, he'll definitely be a help for Baltimore. That game was weird to me because I felt like. 27 22 just didn't it didn't like the bucks were really never in that game no they and really weren't. what i put in for that game is like i think todd Bo- bowles is just in over his head like i i don't think he can manage all these personalities and all this all these players like i think i think he is like just way over his head right now yeah i could definitely see that i mean it, it feels a little bit because, you know, there's all this talk about, like, when Brady's there, when he's not. Exactly. All now, this all kind of stuff. And it's a circus. It's one of the, point. yeah, it's a circus. And, uh, I mean, good thing AB's not there or else it'd be really <laughs> a circus. But um, it's just, it, it doesn't look good right now. It, it doesn't. And, and I really think they're trending downward. I completely agree. I put a likely outcome. Uh, Isaiah Likely, fourth round tight end. Uh, came in relief, six receptions, 77 yards. But, I mean, really, did, did anybody think that the Bucks were going to come out and win this game? No, absolutely not. But, like, the, I think the with the Ravens, I mean, and you touched on this, I think, uh, a few weeks ago, but the Ravens, run the freaking ball. Like, run it more. Like, this should this score should have be even, like, higher. Like, there should, like ever, they should be running the ball, like, 50 times a game right now with the talent they have. Like, Cus Edwards. 11 for 65. Kenyon Drake, 7 for 62. Like, 7 for 62? Are you kidding me? Why is Kenyon Drake not getting 20 carries a game at this well, point? Well, the game before, he had 11 rushes for, like, 10 yards. <laughs> so that's a little troublesome. But um, but I will say the last two weeks, they've actually been running more with their running backs, which is what I called for. I still think they need to run even more. I agree. I agree. And you have a running quarterback. Like, just run the triple option. Go Georgia Tech style and just run the triple option all day. Like, But you even had Justice Hill in the last two games, nine rushes, 54 yards. He's getting six yards per carry. So definitely agree. They have three really good running backs. They could easily be running all over this field. I mean, I get it. You're putting it in the hands of your you know MPV, MVP level quarterback. But at the same time, like save him because he's had some injuries slash illness issues and stuff. Just mm-hmm. save him and run this ball. And again, when you have those leads, which they did, were able to keep that lead over the Browns, you know, two weeks right, ago. Of course, and that's how they did it. They had a you know a six minute drive, five minute drive. They're running the ball. They're running the clock out, winning that time of possession, which is exactly what they needed to do. But in Tampa Bay, is it Brady or does he just miss Gronk and need a running game? I think, well, he misses a lot of things. First of all, yeah, I think he does need a running game at this point of his career. Absolutely, I think he does miss Gronk. I think he misses uh, a offensive line. I think like well, yeah. I think there's just a lot of things that just aren't there. And I think for Brady and I, th- you know, he's still throwing. He's still. I think he's only thrown one pick this year, so he's right. still like a very like high, maybe not high caliber, but at least good quarterback. 
So if you put weapons around him, like he'll be fine. I did notice in the Ravens game, man, he is missing a lot of throws. And so I think like that's an issue. And I think that unfortunately might only get worse as we go. And he can't throw the ball down the field like he used to in terms of like, you know, deep bombing it. But not that he was ever known for that. But I do think like uh, a high caliber tight end would be really helpful. Uh, somebody other than Leonard Fournette would be helpful. Like they just don't really have that like weapon that's really standing out to kind of help with the wide receivers. I mean, they have Evans, but outside of that, there's outside nothing of there. that. Yeah, exactly. There's really nothing there. So, um, I mean, really, and even their running game, Leonard Fournette started out great, like first two weeks of the season, right, but, but he really, really has just yeah. dropped off. Which he's been a streaky runner his whole career. Yeah. Uh, dropped down to 3.4 yards per carry on the year. And then Rashad White's the other option at three. So really just, and you think of Tim, you think of Tom Brady and, all his years in New England, like he always had a run game. He yeah, always and they had, had a like, pass catcher out of the backfield and exactly, all that. Exactly. They had stuff. that running back by committee. It was like four or five different running backs. James White like, forever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, like, all those kind of people. And so it, definitely something that they are sorely missing here. But um, again, I think a lot of that too is coaching, right? They're not really making any changes. And I think like, you know, I like Byron Leftwich, but I don't. I don't know how good of an offense corner he really is because, again, Arians was there and you had Brady. But, like, they're just not, like, because at this point, and I'm going to talk about that with some other teams too, like, is, can the key of your team be a 45-year-old quarterback? Like, I, it doesn't matter, like, how goat you are. Like, at 45, you're 45. If you're flowing the offense through him, I don't know that they can do anything. Yeah, I definitely agree. With these aging quarterbacks, um, as they get up there and, you know, you need to build more around them. So it helps to have a Tom Brady who's willing to take a pay cut, but people that aren't willing to take a pay cut, Russell Wilson, we already kind of touched on this. Broncos do win 21 to 17 over your, uh, your, your yeah, falling Jacksonville Jaguars. They are falling. You got that right. Um, lost five in a row now, uh, third in the AFC South, two and six. Um, I will say that last drive by the Broncos could be something to build on. They're going into the bye week. Maybe this is, you know, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady in the bye week kind of thing. But you get rid of Bradley Chubb kind of negates that. And I don't know. What does that do to the team? And what does that do to your defense moving forward too? And not in terms of, I don't mean in terms of talent, but just in terms of leadership and just losing that presence in the locker room. Like this guy, like, I mean, it's Bradley Chubb and he's like 25. I mean, he's like the like pillar of your franchise at this point, like even more so than Russell building block. And so you just like traded him away. Yeah. Boom. It's over. And so, like, I think that's going to be tough for that locker room to really swallow. Right. Because I feel like Bradley Chubb was like the foundation of their defense. You know, everything kind of ran through him at this point. I have a defensively. I have a bold question, though. Okay. Is Trevor Lawrence a bust? I, I literally have that in here as well. Trevor Lawrence. And my thing is, is. I'm going to talk about this later with another quarterback. Trajectory? Goodness. Wow. English today. But, yeah. So, what I want to see is growth. Especially with the, you know, Doug Peterson, proven coach. I want to see growth. Now, there is some growth. Because he's got more touchdown passes than interceptions this year, which you can't say last year. Right. But through this season... Oh, it's through, getting worse. Oh, you mean like from week one? Right, to from week, week one to week. Okay, okay. No, I'm I talking about you, month one you. to month two. You. So okay. September, sixty-nine point four percent, seven yards per attempt, six touch total touchdowns, one turnover. In October, 
57.8 dropped over 10 percent um 6.4 yards per attempt so down 0.5 from that seven total touchdowns four passing three rushing but eight total turnovers yeah four passing four fumbles lost that is troublesome to me and i don't i can't remember what the stats were last year but the fumbles lost seemed new to me for him like now i will say the four fumbles lost we're all against Philly. So I kind of, okay. I, will, right. well, I will have a caveat that a to that brutal, part of that it. That was a brutal game. <laughs> that so, was a brutal game. But, but I, yeah, I have a problem with them. I, I, I don't know. One thing I will say, though, about Jaguars, the bright side is ETN's a stud. Oh, yeah. I mean, his numbers are just absolutely dynamite. What, 24 carries for, what, 156 yards? Yeah. I mean, but going back to Lawrence, I mean, 22 touchdowns, 23 interceptions right now for his career. Like, I just, I, I'm the one thing I can say for sure. He is not the generational talent that everybody said he was. No, we can, well, you can say he's not a bust yet. That's fine. But I'm saying right now, definitively, there's no way he is on that Patrick Mahomes level, that Justin Herbert level, Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck before him. No, he is not on that level. He will never will be. I'm saying that right now. I know confidently he will never ever get there. But he. Like, especially with Doug Pearson there, he could become a good quarterback. It could get better, but right now it does not look good. Right. And like I said, you got to show me a trend upward. And right now he's trending downward, which is yeah. really not good. Now, do have the Raiders next week. So hopefully well, that'll help give you a to... nice little jump start to, into uh, But I November. think that's the problem with the Jags right now because if they lose that game, that's when you start like kind of panicking, you know, like, and, but here's the thing I think is the big question is, how well do you think the Jaguars would be doing right now if their starting quarterback was Garner Minnesota? Ah, that is a fantastic question. <laughs> and honestly, I want to hit on something similar to that when we get to another game. Um, but Minshew's... Because the thing about Minshew is he riles up his teammates. Exactly. It's got the Heineke thing going yeah, on, right? It, right, exactly. Yeah. That's where I want to bring it up later. But yeah, because I don't feel that fire in a lot. Like, ETN is just a stud, period. Right. But... As far as the rest of the team, like I just feel and like Lawrence is just kind of there. Like, yeah, and you don't see Lawrence as a leader or a fiery guy. Like, I don't see him really doing anything to bring that. He doesn't have the same energy as Gardner does. Right, exactly. So, I, honestly, I, Gardner Minshew is one of those quarterbacks that I, I'm kind of surprised nobody's like tried to trade for him or bring him. You know, bring him in as a starter because or like a Mitchell Trubisky situation and right. Pittsburgh, right? Like, same thing. Like, at least see, give him a shot. Give him a shot. See what happens. I mean, he did what he did in Jacksonville, which are we saying that Jacksonville, especially at that time, was... A great team? A great team? No. no. And so, honestly, I he was on my list of quarterbacks that I would have liked to gone out and tried to get for Washington. And I'm very curious to see what ends up happening with him. Yeah, he is somebody I think definitely deserves another shot in the NFL. Uh, hopefully we see it. I mean, he is backing up Hurts, right, in Philly. Yeah. So, you know, I do think that contender teams do want to have a really good backup, and they have a good one. Oh, yeah. And he's shown in the games that he's come in with Exactly. The it's not like he's does, lost yeah, anything. Exactly. So, um, teams that haven't lost anything, Lions are still scoring a lot of points. The Lions are still, still Lions. giving up a lot of points. So, Dolphins, Lions, Dolphins won 31-27 over the Lions. Lions have lost five in a row. I, like, is it time to get rid of Dan Campbell? Yeah, is it time? I mean, I guess, but what do you do from here, right? Because at this point, it seems like how many head coaches want to go to Detroit? 
Right. Like they're not, yeah. the, when they are interviewing people, they're not interviewing people that everyone else is interviewing. They're interviewing people that like, might, I'm not saying Dan Campbell didn't deserve a shot or anybody b- before him, but like, they're not people that are on anybody else's radar because those people are going elsewhere. Why yeah. as a head coach would I want to go to Detroit? What have they shown me in the last 20 years, maybe far further than that since Barry Sanders. And even then Barry Sanders, like, one of the best players of all time. How many Super Bowl rings does he have, right? They didn't build anything around him. They didn't do anything. He has, like, the most runs for negative yardage because his offensive line was so bad, and he's, like, stutter-stepping to try to, like, avoid the entire D-line, like, at the start of the play. So the Lions have never really been good in my lifetime anyway. Well, and the one time they had even a decent coach, Jim Caldwell, they got rid of him. Yeah, so two why nine would and you... seven seasons, and then you're done. And right. it's like nine and seven in Detroit is like yeah, like twelve and four and anywhere, else. anywhere yeah. else. And I, to me, that Jim Caldwell is such a big example of just how messed up that ownership is and how messed up management is there because that's absolutely ridiculous. Jim Caldwell, honestly, should probably still be the head coach of the Detroit right. Lions. When and you watch me, Matt, Patricia, give me a break. Yeah. And now what we're seeing here, and I like Dan Campbell's energy. He's a fun guy. He should probably be managing a wrestler at WWE or something. But, like, he is not a head coach. He just isn't. I'm sorry. He might be a motivator. He might be a good person to have as your tight ends coach. But in my opinion, he's not even a coordinator. Right, I completely agree. Agree about the motivator part, all of it. So, yeah, it, and really in this game, the slightly better defense won. Like, because neither defense is really doing great, but Detroit Lions is just so bad Yeah, <laughs> at this point. So, yeah. Um, but I will say, the Lions missed DeAndre Swift. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually going to bring agree. this up last week. Um, they averaged 30.5 points per game with him and 17 without him. It's not even close. So yeah, I, yeah, their the thing is, is he didn't even really, he didn't really do anything. much. But just having him there as a decoy, because you actually are afraid of the run game or the you know passing out of the backfield game and all that kind of stuff. So um, definitely good to see him back because their offense was kind of yeah, it was sputtering. Little, it was sputtering yeah. there for a minute, but New England shut him down completely. Then the game after that didn't play very well either. Back on track, but back on track, but still losing. <laughs> but still losing five in a row. Um, Falcons Panthers. This one turned out to be a thriller. A thriller, yeah. yeah. Falcons thirty-seven, Panthers thirty-four. PJ Walker actually looking pretty good for the Panthers. He's he's looking pretty good. I think we're all, you know what we're seeing, and I know they didn't win the game, but boy, are we seeing that like Matt Rule should just never have been that right. Much. Oh, like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Like, like the fact that we're like, like Carolina's now a competitive football team with a hundredth string quarterback is like incredible to me. Like, it's like, like the, they're actually competing in every game now, and they were, certainly were not doing that with Matt Rule. Yeah, and for this one liner, I did put kicking matters more than you think. Uh, of course, DJ Moore, one hundred and fifty. Uh, yards uh, receive 152 yards receiving takes off his helmet gets the yeah. penalty kicker misses the 48 year yard point after try then also misses a 30 yard point after the yeah. same yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost right? couldn't get it out there for a second but that's been me today anyway but and then in the overtime he misses a 33 yard which is equivalent to a PAT. Right. This so he is the made it anyway, Yeah, which Pinero, I mean, come on, like and then of course Ku for the Falcons is the difference 
made yeah. all of his field goals, all three of his and all four of his extra points. So really that is the difference in this game. Um, but again, coaching Falcons outgained uh, Carolina, Carolina four seventy eight to four Oh nine uh, more turnovers, two to one sacked more, but still ended up winning the game. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's well, one of those things where, so here's my one liner. Cause I think this is really interesting. They're in an interesting situation, the Falcons, because is it playoff time? Or is it Ritter time? Or is it both? Because, like, they won. They beat Panthers. Mariota didn't have a good game. No. And, like, I, I just... I think that offense would be even better with somebody else there. And I don't know if it's the answer. I have no idea. But I know that Mariota is not. And so, they have... But it's tough, right? Because do you switch your quarterback out when you can have the top... Top place in your division i don't know the answer to that like i think that's a really tough thing that's why i'm not coaching in the nfl like i don't know what you do with that because Mariota is not the answer I, I know and that's the thing too like okay let's say you win the division is Mariota going to win you playoff games against other playoff quarterbacks i doubt it i don't see it and it's almost a question of are they playing themselves out of a draft pick right like out of getting one of these top tier quarterbacks right. so in that if case you, don't you might think, as well play Ritter right. right so you know what you have because yes you're leading the vision but you're only four and four right. so it's not like you're beating you know no Washington's four and four and they're out of the playoffs right, right now right so it's just because you're in a bad division exactly do you take the flyer and again agree glad I'm not the coach glad I don't have to make these decisions but is it time to see what you have in that because Nobody thought that Mariota was going to be the future of this team. No, he, he was, was always a placeholder. A placeholder. Yeah, absolutely. always was. So it, it really depends on what you're seeing at practice, obviously, which we're not seeing. But it might be. But then you might have a situation like the Trubisky. Now, granted, they were benching him for Nick Foles, but where you're winning with Trubisky, yep. you bench him, and then you have to like scurry at the end of the year to try and make it back into the playoff yeah. picture. Yeah, I, it's it's a tough thing. I mean, I think of this. I would still just go with Ritter just to see what your offense does. I hate to tell uh, you know a young quarterback, hey, you got one game to go prove it, but I really want to see what he can do on that offense. Yeah, I completely agree. But uh, back to the Panthers, actually. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Had all these pieces, all these weapons that weren't being used. Terrace Marshall had more than five targets for the second time of his entire career. <laughs> um, and produced four receptions, yeah. 87 yards. So... And weirdly enough, Deontay Foreman been running the ball like crazy, better than McCaffrey was yeah. in in Carolina. Agreed. So, is this a case of both teams won the trade? But I, I think so because it's hard, and people will get so mad at people like me saying this. But I do think McCaffrey was holding back the Panthers' offense, and I don't. I think the reason why that is is because Matt Rule was so terrible. Because Matt Rule just saw. Oh, because McCaffrey's a superstar, so I'm going to use him in all these different things and blah, 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 and I'm going to ignore all my other players. Right. So it's not Christian McCaffrey's fault. I'm not saying that he's terrible and he's told him. That's not what I mean at all. I just mean that his coach was so one-dimensional that it just... He saw a marquee player, and he's like, get ball to marquee player. Right. And just ignore every other weapon. Yeah, exactly. doesn't work for a few reasons. One, everybody knows it's coming. And two, you get that marquee player injured. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. What what do I know? Um, next game, Vikings 34, Cardinals 26. 
I'm gonna be honest with you, Trev. I don't have much for this one. I other than Firecliff Kingsbury, like I'm done. The Cardinals are dead in the water. Like they have way more talent than they do coaching. Yes, it, it's a like. Can we it's just done. start over? It's over. There, he is not going anywhere with that team. It's done. Get rid right. Of I actually want to touch on the Vikings. Okay, I think we got fool's gold with six and one. No crap. Really. <laughs> This is what I was saying. I'm just saying, Kirk Cousins wins again against a bad defense and a losing record, which is what he's been doing all season. Outside all of season, the, all his career. Well, yeah, but outside of the Eagles this year, Vikings have not faced a defense in the top 15 in points against. Now, this is where I want to see. So I'm actually going to be at the game this weekend. Uh, excited, that's right. That's right. Excited. Probably going to lose, but definitely excited to go. But this next eight games is what I want to see from Minnesota. This will be the test of whether they're a real contender or if they're a pretender at 6-1. and one. But I think, like, I would make the argument that I, in their division, I'm not sure that it matters. Right, but I'm more talking about, like, Super Bowl. Like, are we yeah. looking at a Super no. Bowl potential but, team? I mean, we can talk about that. We're going to talk about this more next week. But right. in my opinion, there is one team and one team only in the NFC that's going well, to the Super Bowl. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> Shocker, they may or may not be playing tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, definitely got a little fool's gold with 6-1. and one, but, but I agree with that completely. Sony might not be fool's gold. It's Cowboys 6-2, and two, Cowboys 49, Bears 29. The Tony Pollard show. Yeah. Right? I mean, we, we've been calling for it all, and I know it's Zeke was heard. This isn't a, a switch over to him starting or anything. But we've been calling it all year. He's number one running back. And here's the thing. 131 yards, Travis, on 14 carries. Why did Malik Davis have eight rushes in this game? <laughs> no, no idea. Like, I'm, I'm ba- I was looking at no this, idea. and I was just baffled by that number. Like, obviously, the Tolly Pollard numbers are insane. But, why, like, when he's playing like that, why are we giving the ball to anybody else? But And this is another thing. Like, they were playing the Bears, right? So, right. who cares? They're going to win the football game. But they really have to... Look at their identity moving forward, and it's what we saw with Cooper Rush. Their identity is running. Their identity is not Dak Prescott. Right. And they have to be careful because I think they could be one of the teams that can contend with the Eagles, but only if they realize that the running back, and it is Tony Pollard, by the way, not Zeke. Tony Pollard, and I'm saying it right now, Tony Pollard is the best player on the Cowboys offense. Period. Yes. Not even. I don't even it's not even close. I don't. I think you and I are the only people in America saying that. But like it, that to me, that is outrageous. I put Cowboys find the secret recipe. Recipe. Will they continue to follow it? I yeah. That's Play a, defense. Run switch. the ball with Tony Pollard. Period. Boom. You win every game. Yeah. Because Dak Prescott, especially in the NFC, Dak Prescott less than thirty attempts, twenty-one yeah. to twenty-seven, two hundred fifty yards, three touchdowns. Exactly Perfect. what you need. Yep. Perfect. Let Agreed. Tony Pollard tote the ball, and then you just throw it like 25. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd give Pollard a lot more than 14 rushes, though. Yeah, Like, he'd have 20, 25 touches now, every game. Now, on the flip side, the Bears. Bears. They made some moves. Made some moves. I don't understand them, but they made moves. It took me a little while, but I think I might kind of get what they're doing. So, they know this year is done. Okay. Uh, you fire sale your defense because your defense is overpaid and everything i think it's overpaid and a little underachieving i agree yes overpaid okay. underachieving okay you have to know what you have in fields 
You're at a point okay. in his career, and you're at a point as a franchise, you have to know what you have. I think that if you're so a smart you've... person, you already know what you have. But okay. Yes, and I'll get into that here in a second. Um, But yeah, you have to know what you have. So you, you essentially can't figure that out when you only have Darnell Mooney. Okay. Like, let's be real. I agree. So you bring in Chase Claypool, so now you have two weapons, which is still really not enough. But gives you a clearer picture of what you have in Justin Fields. But going back to what we I talked about with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, the exact opposite. Agreed. Um, he's getting better throughout this year. So September, three games, 51.1%, 99 uh, <laughs> yards per game, uh, 6.6 yards per attempt. one of those attempt. was a monsoon game. Yes, it was. Um, 31.7 rush yards per game, averaging 3.5 yards per carry, three total touchdowns, four total turnovers. In October, five games, 61.4%, so went up 10%, 225.5 yards more per game. Yeah. More than double. And his rushing is more, is double. 69.3 rush yards per game. Seven total touchdowns, three total turnovers. But Fields is seeing the field better, which I didn't I think about until I just said that. I don't think that's actually what's happening. And I'm telling you, when, when you say about bringing in Claypool and knowing what you have... I think your numbers that you just covered show you what you have. The problem in September is that the coaching had no idea how to use Justin yes. Fields. Suddenly, we know how to call plays for Justin Fields. So all of a sudden, he's rolling out. Now, everybody's like, Justin Fields is a good quarterback. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Like, yeah. You roll out your speedy quarterback. You give him, does he have more rushes than in October than he did in September? Yeah. G Willikers. <laughs> I guess that's going to be more successful then. Yeah. Like, that's, to me, it's a, this has literally... Nothing to do with Justin Fields is nothing to do with weapons on the field. It all 100% has to do with coaching. Yes, completely agree. Obviously, they're using him a lot and more. How good is Chase Claypool? I, yeah, that's definitely needs to be seen. I mean, I think Mooney's better, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, but having Mooney and then Chase Claypool on the other I mean, side sure, definitely helps but, to have. But Chase Claypool to, is still better than everybody else. They I agree have. with that. But if I'm going into next year, right? Because you want to build for next year. I want to be a better team next year than I am this year, right? Right. If I'm going into next year, I don't know that I want Claypool and Mooney to be my one and two. No, definitely not. So I like why trade at that point? That just yeah. it just seems like a silly move to me. Yeah. I don't think you need to see. I think that if you're smart, and they are, like that's the thing about the bear. I'm bashing the coaching in September, but you know what good coaching does? They make changes. They adapt. Washington. They make changes. And that's what Chicago did. They were like, well, what we're doing is totally wrong because I used to be a quarterback coach for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why I ever thought it was a good idea to run that same system with Justin Fields. But hey, at least I learned. And now in October, we're playing better. Now, they're still losing, but Justin Fields is playing way better. And they do need more weapons. They do need to build next year. I don't know what Claypool has to do with any of that. Right. So that move, to me, just makes no sense. Sell the defense off. I get it. But then just crowd all those picks and build up your offense for next year. Trading Clay for Claypool makes no sense to me. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Speaking of coaching, let's go to some bad coaching. Oh, you want to go to bad coaching? We must be talking about the Raiders. So if you do want to know what my one-liner for this game is, you're going to love it. Oh, yeah. Go for it. McDaniels is a McDisaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Dude, 13-22 and 22 in his career. Yeah. Are we... Look, he has taken... And I know that now it's like Derek Carr is a back injury. He had a doll seat, blah, 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 blah. He has taken somebody who last year... 
was literally on the fringe of is he elite? Is he not? We're not sure. He's literally he's right a there fringe on top the ten quarterback. Yeah, and he's taking him to one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, with the same pieces around him. Yeah, and, they except adding Devontae Adams. Yeah, adding Devontae Adams, who they have no idea how to use. By the no. way, like dude, they did not give pass midfield in that game until the, the two way, minute warning. By the way, how great is the Saints' defense? They've been terrible all season, and then they yeah. shot out the Raiders. Like, that to me, if I'm a Raiders fan or anybody, any part of the Raiders, like, that terrifies me. We talked about in our last episode how bad the Saints defense has been. Like, they've been terrible all year, and they've been getting worse. They went from, like, giving up 20 points a game to giving up more than 25 points a game in, like, five games in a row. And then they faced the Raiders, and Raiders score a big old zero. That's a yeah. That's the, really the scary. odd thing about the Saints is their points against is twenty eighth, yards is tenth. Now the points against though, you got to think like they had a couple pick sixes a couple weeks right. ago. So there's right. some things from the offense that kind of have added to that. Are the Saints could they contend for this? I think so. NFC South right. title. I, I mean, think, honestly, first of all, all teams probably can at this point, right? Yeah, including the Panthers. Yeah. which who saw that coming? But yeah, I mean, the Saints absolutely can. I, and I guess Andy Dalton's the answer there right now. Yeah. So right he's, now, you know, kind of riding the ship ahead that one game where he threw a bunch of picks in the first half. But outside of that, he's been pretty steady. But that was the game with no wide receivers. All of them were in. Sure, they were all out. Like right. Alave was out, Thomas was out, Landry was out. Which Thomas and Landry have still been out. Um, so he's still doing pretty well with just Alave, and obviously having Alvin Kamara back definitely helps. But. <sighs> Yeah, I definitely think they could contend, but back to the Raiders fan. Derek Carr, like, I, I can't wait till next year when Derek Carr is a commander. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's going to be Let's awesome. bring him in and then uh, bring in Shane Steichen or Ben Johnson as our head coach, and I'd be happy. All right? All right, there you go. Speaking of Shane Steichen, uh, Eagles 35, Steelers 13. Uh, I mean, I got Eagles put the hurt on the Steelers, right? And honestly, I don't think there's much to say. I will go ahead and finally... Give up on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Finally! Finally. And I'll tell you why. A few reasons. One, and probably the biggest reason, is no running game. Because when I picked them, the yes. idea was... Harris was actually going to do and something. And strong running game, right? I mean, Harris wasn't amazing last year, but he did rush for 1,200 yards right. for as a rookie. So, the obvious assumption would be that's going to get better, right? Right. And so, I thought, okay, if he runs for even 1,300, doesn't he have to be better? 1,300 yards, right? And then they have... Guys, you can throw the ball more than two yards because that's what Ben was doing all year last year. I figured at least a winning record, and I figured that winning record would put you somewhere near first because they're all going to beat up on each other. Which that part has turned out to be true, yes. right? Like they're all nobody's Ravens running away first, at this five division. And three, <laughs> yeah. The Bengals looked horrific, which we'll get to later. But like, so I'm giving up on the Steelers. Mo- I mean, obviously the Watt injury hurt, of course. Yes. I by the way called the William Jackson trade as soon. The episode that we knew that he was trying yeah. to said he should go to a team and place man like the Steelers and sure there enough, you go. I don't know why the Steelers needed to trade for someone because they're not right. contending. Like they should be sellers and not buyers, but whatever. Maybe they think that again. You have Mike Tomlin, like you have some of the ingredients. They could maybe make a turnaround, but I'm going to go ahead and jump off. Yeah, that's all I really have for this. Game. I, honestly, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's the Eagles, right? The Eagles are winning the turnover battle on both sides. And A.G. Brown's just a beast. A, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on to 
Patriots Jets. Patriots Jets. Patriots twenty two. Jets seventeen. I am jonesing for more Bailey Zapp- Bailey Zappy. I think to me, I almost want to call for Belichick's job at this point because I think he has completely mishandled the situation, like almost in a catastrophic way. I feel like he's not being Belichick about it. I know, and I don't understand. And like, why the loyalty? What does Mac Jones really like? Just look at him, and I don't even care about stats at this point. Just look, use the eye test of Mac Jones' whole career. Has he ever wowed you? No. Has Bailey Zappi wowed you? Yes. Absolutely. I agree. And so, like, is Bailey Zappi now, he's played, what, four games. So does that mean he's the next Tom Brady? Absolutely not. But, like, you have to give him a shot at this point. He deserves to be the starter. But the other side, I think you have to really be concerned, though, with the Jets. Because I think the Jets have the talent. I do not think they have the quarterback. They do not have the quarterback, and man, they miss Brees Hall in this game. Yeah, yeah that's true. They absolutely do. But and that, and I think and that's, that's the thing. They're gonna miss him the rest of the year. Exactly, and I think that's what's changing, right? It's not because I think people are thinking like, oh, suddenly Wilson's turning the ball over again, and it's like, well, there's a reason. And that's you don't have Brees because well, they have to put it that. in his hands. Exactly. They, nobody, you know. Hopefully, James Robinson gets used to the, you know, right. playbook, learns the playbook quickly, and gets more acclimated because he he's a great piece. But I, he's no Brees Hall. No, no, he's no, not nearly as good. Dynamite. Like, don't get me wrong. I love James Robinson, but yeah. not Brees Hall. I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at the numbers side by side with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco was playing better than Zach Wilson I agree. this year. I agree. Like, if, if you're not going to have, and we'll see, like you said, we'll see what Robinson does. But if you're not going to have Brees Hall on your team, you might as well run Flacco out there and see what you can do. Right. Because the thing about Flacco is, like, I get that he's old, but f- you know he's going to be clutch. Right. Like, that's the thing about well, Flacco. The thing is, is, so you have Wilson in five games, Flacco in three games. Flacco has more touchdowns and less interceptions. Yeah. That's like <laughs> what? Like, come on! Like, just just that alone. But his completion percentage is better. His quarterback rating is better, and he was sacked more times. Like, I don't. Right. I, don't I mean, even that's think, the thing about but, Flacco. He's going to get right, sacked because Wilson's age, got the legs. Right? But yeah, yeah. It, I put. He can't even hit the sidelines. Did you see that play where he threw? <laughs> yeah. Like he well, threw an interception, tried to throw I mean, it away. That was bad. Forty-eight percent. That's not cutting it, right? No, that's you can't do that. I mean, you know, even Flacco isn't, like, necessarily killing it. But, like, you can't do under 50. Not, no, right now. You and never really, could do under 50. But and you to be a franchise quarterback, you really can't be under, like, 62 at this point. I know, right. I agree. Um, so, honestly, I, I put down watching him in that game was like watching somebody play Madden. Literally just backpedal, 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 bomb it down the field. Backpedal, yeah. backpedal, 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 bomb it down yeah, the field. I, it's it's just not good. Yeah, and I don't know if maybe that's a also like you know a quarterback coaching thing to kind of help them with that or or what. I don't know because do I there, feel like but... last year they were calling him out for that kind of stuff. Like they know that that's what they got to fix, but he's not fixing it. I think he's just he was uber athletic where he was. He didn't come from a big time school, so he didn't really have the competition. He was uber athletic with. And because of that lack of competition, he had all the time in the world, right? So right, all the time matter. in the world. And if he ran away from people, he got away from them. Exactly. You're not right, you doing that in the that NFL. Not, not these pass rushers. No, not My unless goodness. you're Lamar this Jackson. Year, this is absolutely ridiculous. Not unless you're Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Sorry. And you're not Lamar Jackson when it comes to running. No. So, yeah. Um, speaking of running, <laughs> Titans 17. Why would you say that? What's Texans that cool? 10. What what are you trying to say? So he, Textbook example of we're going to run it down your throats. You're going to know it. 
I'm going to know it. The you, entire stadium is going to know it. Everyone watching at home is going to know it. And there ain't nothing, <laughs> nothing you can do about it. So you know what I put for this one? Who needs a quarterback? Right. Because <laughs> it didn't matter. What? What, I mean, what did Malik Willis do? He threw like four passes. and He, got call, he completed yards, right? six passes I'm out of ten attempts. Yes. But, yeah, but say, well, six out of ten for 2022, like pretty... Yeah, Derrick Henry, 32 rushes, 219 yards. Even Dontrell Hilliard, 8 rushes, 83 yards. I mean, so it's H- just Hilliard's been like that all year. Like coming Great in, complimentary in, piece yeah, to Derrick Henry. So. I just picked him up in fantasy, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about it. So can we go? Uh, yeah, do we want to just move on from that? Or you... I got one thing to say about Derrick Henry. 219 yards right on 32 carries. The thing about when you run 32 carries, a lot of times you're, you're more around the 150 because that – Yards per carry is like at four or five. He had what, like six point nine yards 6. per carry. Like yards per carry. You could give him the ball like ten more times in that game. Like it's yeah. just absolutely ridiculous what he can do. Honestly, it's nice to have John Troy Hilliard though, and they might want to use him more just to save Henry by for the, the way, late, later. Is the Titans weeks. division. Yes, in my mind, there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, if he goes down, it's a huge issue. But assuming he's healthy. <laughs> It's the Titans all yes. the way. I mean, I feel like the Colts mailed it in by starting Sam Ellinger, which we'll, uh, get in. we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll That's get into that. That's a huge disaster, my um, Oh, boy. Seahawks, oh, man. You wait till you hear what I got for this one. So, Seahawks 27, Giants 13. We have to have a serious conversation. You know what that wait, serious wait, conversation you, is about? Oh, man. I'm so excited about one one right, for this one. Go for it. I got pop, drop, and lock it. I just, I quit. <laughs> Can we just disconnect? So Lockett drops the pass, pops the ball out for a fumble, but ends up with a touchdown <laughs> at the end of the game. Uh, anyway, sorry, I just was really excited about that. You can go on. My goodness. Uh, I, the, so my serious discussion is uh, Geno Smith. We have to really talk about Geno Smith being an MVP. Yeah. Uh, people don't want to have that conversation. Uh, for some reason, it makes people really uncomfortable, but... But their Gino defense Smith. isn't Dynamite? blown. Yeah, no. it, it isn't. Now they are running the ball really well. Most games they're running the ball really well. Their defense is turning the ball over really Correct. well, but still twenty six points against twenty seventh in yards. Um, so seventy seventy two point seven completion percentage. You want to guess where that is ranking wise? Uh, one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's top, right? So he's fifth in touchdown passes, and he's got with thirteen, and he's got three interceptions. Yeah, those are MVP numbers. Yes, they are. Like, I, I, who in a like million years would have said in the beginning of the season, Geno Smith would be an MVP candidate? We got to put him in there. Yeah, you definitely do, and it's not even a question at this point. I mean, people are saying comeback player of the year. Obviously, yes. Yes, like, to me, that's all. Just go ahead and give that award out. It's right. Like, like it doesn't matter if he does nothing for the rest of the year; he's already won that. But I think he's a legit MVP contender, and yeah. that is and Seahawks. I mean, the 49ers have McCaffrey, but Seahawks have a real shot at this division. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then on the flip side, the Giants. This is one of those games where you saw them take Barkley out of it, and Jones just could not do it. But in Jones' defense, what weapons does he have? Like, that was what I was thinking the whole time I was watching that game. I agree with you, and I think that, to me, that's the team, right? It's not the Bears. Giants needed a wide receiver. Yes. Because I think the Giants, and it's weird to say because Jones has been there for a while, but I still think you have no idea what you have in Daniel Jones. Right. And you've got to get a stud receiver in there to see. Because I think with the way Jones has played this year, that if you give him a stud receiver, I think he's good. But we don't know that because we haven't seen it. 
Right, so you had Slayton, five receptions, 66 yards. The next best was Tanner Hudson. Who? Three receptions, 58 yards. By the way, this is his third year in the league. I had to look this up. He had more stats in this game than he's had in either of his previous seasons. And like then, seasons all together. Right, right. Well, no, not all together, well, but each, like each season. season. Yeah. Right, right. Like all the games the together. The whole the season. season. Right. And then no one else had over 20 yards or more than two receptions. Yeah. Like, they, they, they are really, really, really hurting in the wide receiver. Yeah. And, and then, think, of course, Richie James fumbling two punt returns. Not ideal. Agreed. I think with the Giants, all you really need, if you're a fan, I don't know what's going to happen this year. You'll probably just barely miss the playoffs. But you might sneak into the walk bar. But I think what you can say is we have the head coach. Right? Yes. That's not a doubt. You right. have the head coach. You have the running back. You have the running back. I don't know how much of a query has left. Right. I think you have the running back. I think you're building the blocks on defense. The defense is playing well. You need a weapon. And I think you might have the quarterback, but we're not going to know until you have a solid wide receiver. Right. And, like, a really good one. And honestly, in this day and age, you might need two. Yeah, you definitely, need, you definitely need tight two. End. And it boy. doesn't help that Bellinger was out. Correct. Because he's been, he's been looking good. Yeah. Agreed. So him being out was not good. But, yeah, it's just... <sighs> It's so weird to say that we don't know what Jones is yet, but he's had bad coaching his entire career, and now he has no weapons. Yep. On on the outside, obviously, he's got Barkley, which is nice, right. but yeah, it, book's still out on him. I agree. Um, Commanders, 17, Colts, 16. Heineke! 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 So, I got uh, Heineke the Commander, Heineke the Hero, Commander <laughs> Heineke. And we can just throw out all the nicknames, right? Like, I mean, it's... Like, and I have no idea what Ron Rivera is thinking. I have no idea what the team's thinking. Team's hopefully going to get sold soon, it looks like. Who knows what's going on in the front office. All that stuff. Heineke needs to be the starter for the rest of the year, no matter what. So, it was crazy. When I thought about this game, and I think about the last two games with Heineke, my thought was just, he motivates the rest of the team. Like, think about what... Uh, McLaurin looked like at the end, like with those two Agreed. catches, how fired up he was, how like, let's go, you know, it was well, just such a thing huge about- thing. But, and I didn't really think the whole time I was watching, I was like, oh, that's what he brings to the team. And I was like, oh, but the stats aren't there, whatever. And then I look up the stats. He's got better stats. Yeah. So does. what are we doing? I I agree. And, but here's the thing too about McLaren. You just brought him up. Six receptions for 113 yards. Where the hell has that been when he's with Wentz? Wentz isn't targeting him at all. Right. He had like, five he is, receptions for like, like 78 a, yards last week. Yeah. He's like, a he is non-existent when Wentz is in there. And because like, McLaurin doesn't make, McLaurin's great because he can make those like 50-50 ball yeah, exactly. catches. And Wentz just doesn't throw them. Well, I don't, and, and maybe it's just a trust build relationship right. thing. I don't give a crap. Heineke has that with McLaurin. Clearly, they have a relationship. Yes. Clearly, they love each other. They, like, they feed are, off like, each they other. Do. They feed off their own energy, and they both pump each other up. So, let's keep that combination going. Like, I just, I, I, I'm not going to be surprised at all if when one's gets healthy, he goes in and be the starter. But, boy, will I be pissed off. Yes. Completely agree. It, it, really, it's just a waste of money at this uh, point. Also, I, I need to talk about something right now. Because yeah. this is, like, just, I can't even believe this happened. So, you're the Colts. And we talked about Matt Rule making a bunch of excuses. <laughs> well, now we have Frank Wright doing the same thing. So, yeah. you're going to tell me that you're going to start your 
six-round draft pick quarterback from last year, right? Who I didn't think looked terrible. No. And then you fire the offensive coordinator? Yeah. What in the hell? Like, to me, that just tells me, you know you're toast. Like, your job is done. You're just doing ridiculous things. Well, and the weird thing is, is, I mean, Sam Elliott didn't look bad. 8.7 yards per attempt. 73.9 completion yeah. percentage. He had the longest pass play of the season. To for Pierce, the who's been, we right? keep talking about him. Taylor had 16 carries for 76 yards, 4.8 yards a carry. Really, their two fumbles lost are the difference in this game. Why are you finding, like, yeah. this was your probably your best offensive I, game in the sense of, like, efficiency. It, right. It, obviously not in yards and all that kind of stuff, but, but yeah. you were getting these yards in, like, garbage time games. Correct. And Correct. games where Matt Ryan had, like, three throwing picks like, or whatever. You right, know. right, right. Yeah, he's throwing, like, 55 for 62 or three So picks. you had your best efficient offensive game. Granted, obviously, you only scored 16 points, but... First time quarterback who's right. a six round pick. Why are you firing your OC? I don't know. I, I that other than me, like you looking for a scapegoat to try yeah. and be like, oh, it's him this season. Yeah. Blah blah blah. It's like, I, dude, I come like, on. I just that that move stinks to me. I don't like it at all. Moves that don't stink to me. We already talked about it. McCaffrey to the 49ers. <laughs> 49ers thirty one. Rams fourteen. McCaffrey does it all in first real game. I call so, this his first real game. Yeah, my one line is a uh, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, I mean. That's, that's it. Like, I he did everything literally. Yeah. Like he is and, and first the thing player is, since 05 to throw a pass, catch a pass, yeah. and run. First 49er to do it ever. And you know what? I think with Kyle Shanahan, that's only going to get more and more. Like he's only going to be just doing like, more and more things. Talk about a perfect coach for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Agreed. Period. And the thing is, while he's going to play with that toy and do all these things. He is not going to neglect. I mean, look at like Ayuk is having like right. a hell of a season. He had a hell of a game. Still, so so, he's still and that was without offense. Samuel, like, right? Without Mitchell, right? Like you, man, you think like Samuel coming and you have both of them on the field. Like who is the ball going to even if you're right. running? Who's the decoy? Right. Who's the main coy? Right. Who, you know, like who's the ball actually going to? Yeah, it's going to be that, insane. That's a lot, and and that's why that's the one thing McCaffrey and that combination is the one thing that makes it like. Not a surefire thing that Seahawks won that division. But right. In my opinion, the Rams and Cardinals are out. Yeah. And yeah. The Rams. I, what the Rams have just? They're done. I mean, Taylor two has not in that anywhere game. in the playoffs. That was so. Like watching that game. Uh, you know, I watch all the game recaps and everything. I was watching. And I was like, I was like, this. Where you know, where like third quarter. I'm like, how does this game end up 31-14? Like first half was what? Yeah, the Rams were up like 17-10. Yeah. Matthew Stafford, Taylor two halves, seventeen and twenty-one in the first half, one hundred and fifty yards, two total touchdowns. Second half, five of twelve for thirty-seven yards. What? Yeah, I, I, the, I mean, to me, that reads the defense making adjustments, right? Defense making adjustments, offense not making any, and still can't run the ball. Um, and then Higby, well, of course, had huge that huge problem. drop in yeah. the fourth quarter where he could have run for days. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But yeah, no running game. And at all. At all. And really just no offensive line at this point. And that's no, really that's, the story this year. That is. I agree. And that's the thing about uh, any team that's been coached by McVay. It's like they really live or die by the offensive line. Yeah. Um, Bills, Packers. I think Vaughn Miller summed this game up. Did you watch his, hear about his interview no, no. after it? So he sums it up per- perfectly. 
I was shocked that they ran the ball so much. They had Aaron Rodgers, and by previous bouts, I was expecting him to have a little more control. I was anticipating him passing the ball a little bit more, and they just kept running and running and running. And I think for me personally, caught me off guard. I had some lanes open where they could run the ball because I was playing the pass. Yeah, they ran the ball all over them, but of course they were because you were up. They were up. They were down by 17. Like everybody's expecting Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers. And he just can't do it with this receiving card. I was going to say, the problem is Aaron Rodgers isn't Aaron Rodgers. Right. And I think, like, they, this is another team. This is who I was talking about earlier. This is a team that they have to move away from their identity. Like, Von Miller's, like, kind of wrong, actually, in my opinion. Like, I think the best player on this team is Aaron Jones. Yes, I completely agree with that. But if you're down by 17, you have to pass the well, ball. Well, yeah, if you're down by 17, even if you you're a running to, team. Agree. Agree. But. The problem is they wouldn't be in these spots if they're running the ball as much as they... Because here's the thing. It's not even just Aaron Jones. Like, they have A.J. Dillon, yeah, too. Yeah, A.J. Dillon's like, running he's well. he's solid. So, like, literally, like, he's built solid. Yeah. And so, like, you can do all kinds of stuff. They clearly don't have um, receivers right now. They don't have a, a strong target for Rodgers. Right. Yep. And the offensive line, I can't say it's bad because they're actually amazing in the running game. It's just a bad passing offensive line. Which does happen. Right. Like, there's some Absolutely. offensive lines that are better at passing Absolutely. and better at running. But, yeah, they're definitely they're built to run the ball. Run it early. Like, yeah, get, yeah. get the run lead it. early and hold on to it. Exactly. Like, like that's they, your... Their focus, they should be a run-first, play-defense team. Like, that's a... Like, this is not an air on... Like... And I don't, like, maybe you have to throw Jordan Love in there just to get that to happen, which I know they'll never do. But I'm just right. saying, like, you throw him in there just so that you run the ball. Because maybe Rodgers doesn't want to. I don't know what it is. But, like, they just need to be run, run, run. Yeah. Like, they should be running the ball 60 times a game. Yeah. Now, but not when you're down by seven. On the flip side, Bill's kind of found a running game. Yeah. Uh, Singletary, 14 carries, 67 yards, 4.8 yards per carry. James Cook, they need to give him the ball more. Five carries, 35 yards, seven yards per carry, and one reception for 41 yards. Yeah, well, it's only going to get better. Yeah. Because they added on Hines. Yeah. I think, like, I think when you put Hines in that team, you now have a true running back committee. And honestly, that running back committee reminds me a lot of those Patriots teams you were talking about earlier. So, like, I mean, each one of those guys, Singletary, Cook, and Hines, do something a little bit different. They're not, like, super different from each other, but they all have a little something different from each other. And so I think, like, having those three guys on your team, uh, watch out. Because that offense is already pretty damn good. Right. Speaking of offense that look pretty damn good. Uh, well, not the Bengals. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Bengals have a... You know what they have? They have an uh-oh line. That's what they have. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-oh line. Get it? Oh line. Uh-oh oh, line. my gosh. Five sacks. I mean, Bengals, like, uh, I am... Don't care about record. I don't. I know. Last year they went up and the, the Bengals are done. They're done. I, really? Yeah, they're done. They they will not be in the playoffs this year. In fact, I'm going to say it right now on air. The Browns are going to finish with a better record than the Bengals. The Browns are going up and the Bengals are going down. Yeah, I can see that. I I put Browns leaping for joy. I mean, you had <laughs> People's Jones hurdling people. You had Chubb hurdling people. Like. I mean, you have Chubb, right? Like, what is there to say about that? We know what you have right. there. Right, Chubb and Hunt, you know what you have there. When you start getting Cooper 
131 yards. If he plays that, and then like Peoples that, Jones, 87. Exactly. Well, no, that's the thing. Or Peoples, 81, excuse me. Is Peoples Jones going to be a number one receiver? Absolutely not. But when you're one opposite of Cooper, he is going to be good. Yes. Like that's the thing. Like and Brissett, he is the most like. He's frustrating. He is the most like <laughs> average quarterback I think I've ever seen in my entire life, and I almost mean that in a good way. Like yeah. I don't necessarily mean in a bad way. And like I like, but. And you talked, you called it in the beginning of the year, like they're yeah. gonna get Watson. So when I look at Browns, like when well, you and look I said, at Brissett, Browns this is the best Bengals, team Brissett has ever had, and you know their schedule. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. That first Colts lineup he had was pretty damn good. If Andrew Luck wouldn't have retired, that would have been a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah, but like you know, they're three and five, third in the AFC North. But, you know, two games behind the two Ravens. Games, right. Yeah, it's They're not, not out. Obviously, one game behind the Bengals here. Um, I, if the, I, I'll agree with the Bengals if they can't figure out the running game, which I don't think they're going to. Well, I, to me, it's, it's you, all... Well, you already know the answer yeah. because it's the offensive line. Yeah. Like, you can't figure out... You can't... And I know we just talked about the Packers. Like, obviously, you can have good at one thing, good and bad. But what we're seeing with the Bengals is they're just bad. Yeah, like, there's bad no, at both. Like they're just it's a bad offensive line. And I don't I am not an offensive line talent evaluator, but everybody seemed to be sure that it was better this year and they were all wrong. Like I don't know, whoever thought that it was a better O line this year, eh, wrong. It, but it was weird because they had a couple weeks where they were protecting Bro, like two sacks, three sacks game, like kind of thing. Yeah, but, I mean I think that would just you know, I'd have to go back and look at all those games. I think that might just be game to game, depending on what defense you're playing. Yeah. But when you're playing Miles Garrett like uh, yeah, Miles Garrett one and a half sacks, four quarterback hits. And he's just you know, and that's the, I mean, he was he was not just doing that. You talk about the run game; he was disrupting the run game. I mean, he was just there every play. I mean, he was he's an absolute monster. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, so next next games, week, games next week. So tonight's game, not yeah. Who cares? Right. Uh, what do you got going next week? Where are some games you're looking for? So, obviously, super game excited because I'm going to go. It's going to be my first time tailgating. We're actually oh, scheduling to go like super early, oh, get there to tailgate. I'm, I'm excited. Um, honestly, though, I'm actually excited to watch the game. I'm excited to watch Heineke um, in person. And I I think, like I said, the Vikings are full of gold. I still think the Vikings win this game, but I think it'll be a lot closer than people think. I think that... They, you're right about Vikings being fool's gold. However, if the Commanders win this game, I still think that's a big statement. Oh, if the Commanders win this game, you cannot put Wentz back in. Period. I would agree. I would agree. They will, but you can't. <laughs> um, honestly, Chargers and Falcons has turned into an interesting game. I, to me, I, I mean, I if that's Falcons all the way, right? Like, I just, I have no trust in Chargers. Yeah. I just, I, supposed, which is insane to think. But you know, talking about like trust and what we were just talking about. Panthers Bengals like the Panthers This could be this the is a big game. Tale of two trajectories. Right. You know, you got the Panthers going on the uprise, Bengals going on the downswing. If the Bengals lose this game, I'm 100% with you. Like I'm like 100 like this got to be their like kind of comeback. This got to be the game where they get things right, right. Right. Like they've got to go out and like not just beat the Panthers. But and I'm not saying Panthers are terrible, but they need to beat the Panthers. They by need like a statement 10, game. 10, you know, they need to make digits. a statement in yeah, this, this game. Is a, yeah, I agree. Um, Colts and Patriots is interesting to me. They're both kind of in that, like, on the precipice. Like, they need to figure some things yeah, out. I mean, we'll, we'll see what the Patriots do with quarterback. Sam Ellinger against Bill Belichick will probably be bad. Yeah, um, I don't think that's going to go well. 
Bills at Jets, which I feel like would have been interesting if Brees Hall was playing. Agree. I like. I kind of want to see Joe Flacco, but if it's going to be Zach Wilson, I, I think the Bills will figure that one out. And then, honestly, I put Raiders Jags just because they're both kind of in this weird. I, mean, I think the Jaguars. You're talking about teams that need wins. I mean, yeah. Jaguars need this, right? And I'm not saying they have a chance to playoffs or anything like that, but just for building for next year and like Trevor Lawrence really. Needs yeah, but I also this. feel like the Raiders need this as well. well I, I mean, to me, I just think the Raiders are just so lost. Like, to well, for me, the reason why I say that is because Jaguars in my opinion, have the head coach. They know there's like, no, whatever the record, even if they don't win another game for the rest of the year, they're not going to fire Doug Peterson. Like he, it's right. Fine. Like they have the head coach. Like it's weird. Cause I feel like the Jaguars have the head coach and like the Raiders have the pieces. Like literally if you just put yeah, Doug Peterson, Peterson, right. You got him. And so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely a very agree. good move. Very good move. Um, Seahawks, Cardinals. I mean, Seahawks, can they kind of continue that run? Can Geno Smith continue putting up those numbers? And can the Cardinals figure anything out? Yeah, I mean, this would be a good game. I mean, the Seahawks, they're playing well, and they're playing good, but they're not the super dominant team. Right. So it's the Cardinals, if they can come out and play their best football, they can beat the Seahawks. Yes, they definitely can. I don't think they will, but they can. Right. Rams-Bucks. This is like a... Whoever loses this game is out. I agree. Period. I, th- I agree. I think they might both be out. Anyway. I think they might both be as well. I mean, luckily they're both in the NFC, and the NFC is kind of yeah. But I agree. It, one of these, both these teams need this game if they want to even consider making. Yeah, it. I would say the Rams might need a little bit more just because the Bucks are in the the South is such a weird yeah. division. But the Rams, man, the Rams are just but they're nowhere because the Bucks are kind of on that downward swing, and I feel like every other team in the divisions on the upward. I agree. I like, agree. You kind of need you, this game. I agree. You, that that is a good point. One thing, and I I know I want to talk about uh, at least one more game for next week, but one thing I want to say about this and the Rams is like we could see a season in which both teams in the Super Bowl aren't even in the playoffs. Yeah. Which is not. We'll have to talk about that next week and go back and see when the last time that happened. Wish I had that on hand, but like I, that's got to be a while. I can't think of anything. I can't recall anything right off the top of my head. But that's to me ridiculous, and also why I love the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I will say I think the quality of play has been meh over the last few weeks. Like they've been competitive football games, right? But the quality, especially of offensive play, hasn't been that great. But Titans Chiefs. I'm I'm actually really interested in this. Titans game. are on a five game win streak right now. Yeah, I think you make the argument who they really played because they're right. beating teams in their division mostly, and so I think like man, Derrick Henry though against that Chiefs defense, I think could do a lot. And so yeah, it would be be very interesting to see. And uh, I like I can't I don't I haven't heard about Tannehill. I don't know if he'll be in or if it's yeah no, it's like, still up in the air for yeah. as far as I know. Because um, it seems honestly, to me that Willis is just completely not ready. Yeah. And a little surprise the Titans didn't go out and try to get a wide receiver like a Chase Clay. Like, I feel like they could have used... Well, and that's the thing, right? Because why even get rid of AJ... Why even trade AJ Brown right. to begin with? Yeah, you trade AJ Brown... Well, they brought in Robert Woods, who's done absolutely nothing. I just, like, I've never... Like, Robin, Robert Woods has never been a... He's a piece. He's yeah, he's a, a complimentary piece to another yeah. one, you know... Another two receivers. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like... And he's great. Honestly, he's great in the run game. Like he's a great run blocking wide receiver. So that might be part of the reason you bring him in. But yeah, I I feel like they should have gone out and gotten somebody. Like I feel like they in Robert Woods they need a deep threat for the play action game, and they, I don't think they have. That's not him. I agree. Um, and then honestly, Raven Saints. Very curious to watch Saints in this game. I agree. They had that. I mean, I know it's the Raiders, but they shut them out. The defense looked good. Offense, of course, looked good. Like. 
they have p- the pieces. I think the question that a lot of Saints fans have is like, first of all, obviously, moving forward as quarterback. But right now, it's like, is Dennis Allen a good head coach or is he just a good defensive coordinator? And right. then, you know, the Ravens run the freaking football. And I think if they run it down Saints' throats and they just like, honestly, if Lamar Jackson threw 15 passes, they would win the game. They just, right. just run. Yeah. You got tons of talent. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Like I said, we're, we haven't seen him since like 1903, and he went out there like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's it's fine. Yeah. Keep it running. You got him, Justice Hill. Yeah. Just keep running. All right. So next week, next week, we're going to do halfway through the season recap. We're going to talk about uh, where we were looking good at and where we totally fucked up, Steelers. <laughs> and your whole Super Bowl prediction? No, I really should have went with the Eagles, man. Yeah. I, I really should have just. I still think there's a chance that the Packers will do more in the postseason than the Vikings, but we'll talk more about that. Yes. That fool's gold and yes. all that. I, they need a deep threat, but yes. So definitely excited to talk about all that next week because we're kind of halfway through the season. Stupid 17 game season. Yeah, there is. <laughs> really like, screws me up. <laughs> halfway season is kind of like Saturday night or Sunday yeah. Sunday afternoon. I guess technically it's an 18 week schedule because every team has a bye. Yeah, so sure, go. next yeah, week's the halfway point. So we'll cheat it that way. Sure. Um, so we'll give you the halfway point and what we think. But enjoy the game tonight. And or try to. Yeah, try to, and then enjoy some games this weekend. Talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some NFL football. If you enjoyed, please like, follow, subscribe. Share it with your friend. Share it with your dog. Share it with your mom, your dad, whoever. If you didn't like it, act like it never happened. Move along. We totally understand. Talk to you next week.